You're listening to a Mutiny Transmission. You can find more podcasts, videos, books, comics, and records online at mutinyinfocafe.com. Or just stop in the store in Denver and have a coffee sometime. Episode 27 We're here. of the motherfucking podcast. You know what, Tony? I've been Got listening it. to episodes kind of back to back. and uh, Where do I'll, you find the time? <laughs> I listen to every episode. Well, I have to listen to every episode before it goes out because I forget the stuff that I say. You know what I mean? And you have to write out, write out the summary of what our jackassery was all about? Yeah, I mean, I, I need to like check over and just make sure that there's no edits that need to be made you know your voice needs to get turned up if there's any sort of noise oh, or anything like about? that before i put it online sometimes though like skibs will send me the the edit and i'll just i'm like ah oh, it's it's fucking late it needs to just go up and like i'm like worried that one of these days it's going to be like welcome to the motherfucking podcast and then just fart noises <laughs> or just dead hour. silence but oh or dead silence yeah. we've had that before did you uh hear the very end of the episode no. when fucking skibs threw a guitar solo on fucking <laughs> the, like at the very very end of the episode like the last minute of the last episode skibs pretends to be uh this guy larry tuttle a little-known um, <laughs> professional guitar player. And he's like, this is Larry Tuttle, and this is my um, audition tape for MF Ruckus. And uh, I just think that your music could be substantially improved with a little bit of guitar, and so here's my tape. And he just takes one of our tracks. You just totally threw him under the bus. You let everybody know that it was actually him. Everybody knows oh. it was Skibs. No. Okay, nobody knows it was... I'm sorry, Skibs. I didn't mean to, to rat you out and ruin your magic. But yeah. it was fucking hilarious. And you know what the worst part is? It made me kind of, like, really want a guitar on the new album. <laughs> it's too uh, late, too late. <laughs> so, hey, uh, this is the motherfucking podcast. Yeah. It's the official podcast of the rock and roll band Motherfucking Ruckus from Denver and Chicago, respectively. Uh, yeah. I mean, but I guess you can listen to it even if you don't like our band. Like, I suppose you could. It's not, it's not like we play a lot of our music. Well, I guess it, we play a lot of our music. But I mean, usually say it for, save it for the very end of the episode. It's quiet, it's quiet in this room, and then when you listen to the podcast, there's a bunch of our bullshit. Well, all the, all the bumper music is like rough mixes of songs that haven't even been released yet. Yeah. And they're about to be. Yeah, they're about to be. Well, and not released, but... Well, we'll t- and we'll talk about that when we get to the news oh, section. Fine. But uh, I, I have a question for you, Tony. Yeah. I, are you crabby right now? Yeah. Like, are you crabby right now? Are you? Oh, are you okay. having? Tony is attempting to quit smoking. I'm attempting to whittle it down to. Boy, I'm sure gonna miss to you that. when you die of cancer, Tony. No, like, not. I'm gonna miss you so much. Yeah, actually, you will. I'm gonna cry. I'm gonna ball at your funeral, and I'm gonna when what like 50, 55 years old. 55? I'm gonna, I mean, you've been smoking for what? How old are you? I've been smoking for. Th- 16 years. You've been smoking for 16, 16 17 years? 17 years, something like that. Man, and, and like, so you're trying, you're, so last you told me, you were trying to quit, and you just told me when we showed up to do the podcast that you're not quitting. Oh, because qu- quitting just makes me too anxious and wants, me, wants to smoke. But if, if, eventually, I, if, I, if I know they exist, then it won't eventually, feel so eventually, I'll, eventually, they'll stop. It's not like a person smokes one cigarette a year and is like, ah. It's usually if they quit smoking and they smoke that one cigarette in the year, they go, ew, I don't even want this thing. And they get rid of it. So you do think you'll eventually quit altogether for good? If I can whittle my smoking down to the little amount that I want to have it at, it'll probably, I'll probably just quit it on my own. What is the little bit that you want to have it at? I don't know. I just want them around, I guess. Now, I, I, at risk of sounding like a know-it-all and fucking like making you roll oh, your eyes Here at me. we go. Here we go. As a life coach. That's what's known as a callback, because yeah. we've made that joke several times. Um, Excuse me. Look, the more that you continue to smoke, the more you'll prolong your withdrawal symptoms. You know what I mean? I like, if you, if you just stop, 
and just urge surf. I talked like we talked about urge surfing, how like when you get the urge to do something, you just kind of ride it out until it goes away. It takes takes about 20 minutes. Yeah, it's like 20 minutes. It's like a storm cloud passing, right? Yeah, it's it's a sucky 20 minutes. Yeah, it's it's like it's like a solid 20 minutes and then the craving is gone, right? The 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 longer you go without craving isn't gone. The need is definitely gone, though. But the craving is constantly there. The cra- 24 hours a day, you have cravings to smoke cigarettes. I love them. Because that'll... I love them. They're my favorite. They're awesome, man. It, I promise you it will diminish Adam. over time. The longer you go without it, the, the less you'll need it. Baby steps, Dr. Leo Marvin. Come on. I, but that's my, kind of my point, is I'm saying, like, when it comes to quitting cigarettes, in my personal experience, baby steps just is like prolonging the inevitable of like returning to it. Just making the decision to quit and never go back is in my opinion, the, the most effective way to quit. Well, I guess I've always been kind of a peel the bandaid off type of fellow. Ah, ah, You know what? I'm just going to put it back on for a little bit. Maybe it'll hurt less after it sits there longer, but you know what ends or, up happening? Or, or a loose tooth when it's hanging on by a thread, and it's like, I'm not going to pull it out. I'm just going to go about my day, and boop, it's on. And just, like, play, play with... Basketball. By the way, when was the last time that you had a loose tooth? Oh, fuck, my teeth are so bad. Well, not right now. So you know? you're like Jeff Goldblum in The Fly, which is, by the way, that's another callback two weeks in a row that we referenced Jeff Goldblum. That's because you just saw it with Sarah. Yeah, well, I, I, I just made her watch it, and it was... Dude, Cronenberg fucking body horror. Like, I haven't seen that movie since I was like maybe just out of diapers. Oh, know? dude, it's the best. He did Videodrome too, and then pretty much everything else he did really sucked. But The Fly and Videodrome, ah, that is. I remember liking The Fly a whole lot. Dude, it's great, man. It's fucking. I, I, like I said, I was probably like, I don't know, five or something like that. See, I'm I'm trying to quit something right now too. What are you trying to quit? I, okay, so for one, I'm trying to quit arguing with people. Like, I, think we, I think we've talked about this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just, so that is going okay. It's difficult not to argue with people, especially if I'm in a bad mood. How, is it easier to quit something now that you've quit so many things? Yes. Yeah. Like now that I know that I can, like, I quit cigarettes, cocaine, and alcohol all at the same time. And quitting that, like, if I can quit all three of those things at once, I could pretty much quit anything is the way I feel about it. The big thing that I'm trying to quit right now, aside from arguing with people, is I'm trying to quit sugar and carbs. Because I, I have psoriasis pretty bad. And where and uh, our Belgian friend is supposed to be nailing me a special shampoo that I could only get in fucking Belgium. What? Dude, seriously, that. okay. the first time we went over to Jan's house, the first time we met him, Daphne had this shampoo in the shower that I used and it got rid of my psoriasis on my scalp. It was like the only shit that's ever worked. Right. And Jan was. You had it for a very long time. No, yeah, I've had it all my. I've, I've had it since the eighth grade. I had it through a. Was known as a psoriatic strep response. I got a really bad case of strep throat, and my body went through a lot of stress. And as a result, I ended up developing psoriasis. When I was in the eighth grade, I had psoriasis on eighty percent of my body. Like I had it everywhere on my Ooh. arms, on my face, on my chest. My it looked bad. Like people thought that I had like scabies and shit. It was really embarrassing. It was awful. But that's now, that's why the microphone in the in the mirror. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> now, well, now that I'm older, I get it on my scalp and I get it on my nose and I get it like a few other random spots here and there, but really bad on my scalp to the point that it just like itches like crazy. And I ended up using this shampoo when we went over to Yon's for the first time. And every time we've gone back to Europe, I've had him get me more of that shampoo. So I made a deal with Yon. Uh, who we're going to talk about a little more in the episode later on. I made a deal with Jan, who, by the way, those of you who don't know, Jan is our very good friend from Belgium, who is also our, our merch guy uh, and driver and fucking awesome, just really good friend. He's also a total fucking prick. We call him the blunt but John, Yeah, but John Fate was a tour manager. Oh, yeah, John Fate was... Well, John Fate was the tour manager, right. but, but uh, Jan was... What did Jan do? He was apparently not the tour manager. No, Jan did. Oh, yeah, yeah. That sounds like a job for the tour manager, Jan. Um, So I made a deal with Jan where I would 
send him uh, a bunch of he wanted a bunch of merch from the Hard Rock Cafe because I guess the Hard Rock Cafe is a big deal. Did you to, did you end up sending that that Hard Rock stuff from me that I got from Chicago? I, I, I thought I you sent it. Well, fuck maybe. Yeah, I I got a bunch of stuff from the Hard Rock Denver. I guess we'll ask him. Which, which I'm like, he'll like, say, "No, I never got it." So he, let me check my closet. He's like, he's like, uh, he's like, "Yeah, well, you send me some stuff from the Hard Rock Cafe in Denver." I'm like, "That place sucks." Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, "You mean that tourist trap on the 16th Street Mall?" Sure. I guess, I guess his niece collects hard rock cafe stuff right yeah so uh like oh and when we went over there for the first time he was like yeah after the hamburg show we have a tradition where we go to the we go to the hard rock cafe in hamburg i'm like (laughs) of all the places to go in in fucking hamburg you want to go to the hard rock cafe Mm. Hmm. that's a hard sell you want some jalapeno poppers or i guess i'll see him after the show yeah no well so i ended up going sarah and i had a nice time you know and we looked at all the memorabilia and blah 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 but i got Got him some stuff to give to his his nieces out there. And trade for the shampoo? And the deal was he was supposed to send me the shampoo. He'd been putting it off, putting it off, putting it off. And I finally was like, dude, are you going to send me this shampoo? And he's like, yeah, it costs 100 euro to ship it. What the fuck? Yeah, so what his plan was is he was going to give it to someone at... Fucking Turbo Jugendtage at, at the Turbo Jugend Festival. Yeah. Have someone going back to the States put it in their luggage and then ship it to me. Also, I can get rid of my fucking psoriasis on my scalp, which is like on fire, dude. Like it's <laughs> it's causing my hair to fall out in an accelerated rate because I'm always like picking at it and shit. It's awful, dude. Like I look like I a like, fucking snow globe. I like it's it the t- towards the end of the night when your hair is sticking up straight up like Kramer and it kinda actually looks like it's on a black fire. Oh yeah, dude. It's it's terrible. And and my scalp hurts and it's awful. So I feel your pain. By well the way. so I, I don't part- know if, I don't know if you know that. I don't have psoriasis but I do you have, have eczema. eczema. Yeah, yeah man. this is what it's come to, Tony. We're fucking on the podcast just talking about. So what I've been doing to get rid of my psoriasis is the doctor says I need Selsun Blue. He says, don't use head and shoulders. It only inflames it. Use the Selsun Blue. Put it on your entire body. That's actually true. When I was a kid, my parents didn't know what psoriasis was, and I hadn't been to a dermatologist. So they had me cover my body in Selsun Blue. Like, and, it, dude, it was awful. I'll, that's another story for another time. So I'm like running around my parents' house naked, just covered in Selsun Blue, which turns green after it dries. <laughs> anyway, anyway. I don't think anybody needs dude, to Dude, so I'm like, I'm like running around the house looking like old Greg before old Greg was old Greg, you know? <laughs> Um, but yeah, so, uh, what the research that I've done, like part of what you can do to get rid of psoriasis is, uh, you reduce inflammation and like one of the big causes of inflammation is fucking flour and sugar, no flour and sugar. And you know, it's not good for you. Like it's, it's causes all sorts of health problems with people. And so I've been trying to reduce my sugar intake and you know, me, I fucking love food just in general. Good food. I love I thing. love carbs. I love biscuits and bread and fucking pancakes and waffles and french toast just talking about it. I want Dude, I eat chicken and waffles once a week, dude. Well, that's cuz of where you work. Yeah. But I eat chicken and waffles covered in gravy and syrup and chipotle fucking honey. Once a week at bacon. That does sound pretty good. It, dude, it's incredible. But I'm trying to quit. I'm trying to quit carbs and sugar. <laughs> and it's like more hopeless than when I was like originally trying to quit alcohol. Like, it's like, I'm like, I don't know if I can do this. I don't know if I can just eat salads and no bread and and da 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 da. And it's, uh, I don't know. Like I have a certain level of confidence in being able to do it because I've quit these other things. But like I like sugar and carbs are some of my last fucking things that I've got. Like I've stopped, I've stopped drinking cream and sugar in my coffee. So I've been like drinking black coffee all week. I've been a boy. I've been eating nothing but salads at work. I've been doing a girl. If I, <laughs> you know, also, I'm worried that if I get fat, you won't find me attractive anymore. Well, there is that. There is that. That's true. Oh, that's true. Now, I will 
uh, I will trade you for a newer model if you start to get fat. Uh, yeah, so that's going on. Uh, how's this for a god-awful segue? Football season started this week. started yesterday. Uh, it started Thursday. And it started Thursday? Yeah. I don't know sports. Um, but I did, I did work the first Bronco game of the year, and we were totally dead at Bacon. There was like a few people there watching the game because nobody goes to a brunch place to watch a football game. Yeah. But uh, my guys, who I only half really even care about, my guys. Who's your guys? My guys are the Denver Broncos. Yeah. They they won against the Seattle Seahawks. Oh, shut up. Which is ironic because the Broncos lost to the Seahawks on the last day I ever drank. Was that the game? The Super Bowl, the 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 worst Super Bowl ever. The very first snap, it got tossed to Peyton Manning and went over his head and his eyes lit up like 50 cent pieces. Oh, dude. It was awful. I threw a stool. I was at Three Kings, just drunk as a monkey, and I threw a stool across the room, man. It was awful. That was the last day I drank (laughs) alcohol. Seriously. But, uh, but yeah, so that's it. The Broncos didn't win. I'm never drinking again. <laughs> Dude, that was the joke. It's fucking Eddie Romero, God rest his soul, the guy who fucking uh, used to clean up at Three Kings. He's like, oh, yeah, the Broncos made Aaron quit drinking. And then, like, as soon as the Broncos won the Super Bowl, he called me and he's like, Aaron, you can start <laughs> drinking again. <laughs> it was so good. I miss Eddie. He was great. Oh. So, so what did you think of the, the first Bears game? Oh fucking fucking shit, dude! That was that was close, 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 close. And yeah, like, it's, it's gonna be a good season. Yeah, it's it, gonna be a good season for the Bears. But goddamn, that Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, he's just so good. He's so good looking and so good at at throwing the ball to the other guys. <sighs> Man, it's like every fucking time, dude. And I, I only have like a a very casual relationship with football to begin with but I would say I do you would you say you have a more casual relationship or a less casual casual relationship now than than you used to what's used to well I mean you're a pretty serious Bears fan and like I just I like my Bears yeah I like, I like football in general like it used to be in a like do you remember when we used to practice on Sundays mm-hmm and we would have a fight almost every week because we were missing the fucking uh, the, the Broncos and like Jerry oh, yeah. was like Jerry and Logan were like why are we practicing and not watching the game it it's easier or it was easier for me when i moved out here to do that because of two reasons i can't really find anywhere to watch the bears game and i have nobody to watch it with so band practice going on? yeah fuck it band practice you know <laughs> i do i do think it's interesting like back then but if, I, if i had a group of five ten people to watch the game with i would love it you know people who are enthusiastic to sit there and eat chicken wings and drink beer and watch football so it's i mean it's the same thing for you as it is for me where it's not necessarily about the team it's about fucking hanging out with your people yeah and eating good food and drinking good beers and food good food and hanging out and having a good time yeah like like I and, and I'm sure you down. remember me, this. Me and Laurel sit down and watch a Bears game together, but it's 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 not as exciting as having like just add Nini, add add, add my sister in there, you know. Yeah, add add any of your people, any, and, anybody, and really. it's a social event. It's right. like let's get together and watch the game. Da-da-da-da. Yeah. Like, I'm, I'm although and, and at the same time, I will sit there and watch it by myself. Absolutely. I mean, if I'm not doing anything else and the Broncos are on, like, I'm sure you remember, and I used to get a lot of shit for this, when we would be practicing on Sundays and and Logan and Jerry would be, you know, kind of huffing and puffing about it. And I would be like, I'd be like, guys, I made a deal with the Denver Broncos. I will watch all of their games. As soon as they start coming to all of our shows and not, and so far, actually one Denver Bronco did see us play one time. At Remember the Steel that Panther show? Say what? Steel Panther yeah. show. At the Steel Panther show, we uh, we got to meet Derek Wolf. <laughs> Derek Wolf did saw I, us. I, yeah, I don't know if I met him. He's gigantic. Like he is a huge beast. You guys were all 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 very cute. Well, dude, it. I didn't know who he was. And Ty's all drunk Parker and was like, "Hey, Teen Wolf, what up?" And I thought Ty <laughs> said Teen Wolf. I was like, "Who are you calling Teen Wolf?" And then Derek Wolf walks up. 
and he comes up and shakes my hand. He's like, hey, what's up, man? I'm Derek Wolf. And I went, oh, oh, the football man. Like, <laughs> and we got a picture with him. But um, so. Oh, that's right. So it's interesting that it happened because. A Denver Bronco did come to one of our shows. I think when we all said cheese, I probably went bears. Yeah, yeah. Oh, you did. You showed off your uh, your but, bears oh, belt buckle. <laughs> that was fucking hilarious. Um, uh, no, but uh, and and I and I and I always used to say over and over again, I'd be like, at the end of my life, I'm highly doubt I'm going to be sitting there staring at the ceiling, going, God, I wish I'd watched more football games. Like, I'd much rather. Be make, having band practice and hanging out with my friends and making music. <laughs> and I think it's interesting that, like, now, like, Parker is pretty ambivalent to professional football. Like, he's not super interested anymore. Logan's pre- pretty. He used to be a huge Broncos fan, and now Parker's just pretty ambivalent. He's to, got a Broncos sticker on one of his SGs. He's just not. He's just not a huge sports fan anymore. He's got other. We'll just say he's got other interests these days. <laughs> and um, Logan isn't like Logan's kind of a casual. That's Broncos also because you guys are some fair weather ass motherfucking fans. No, dude, who don't know how to lose, dude. That's the thing is I was telling you guys lost in no, like no, no, two no, no. decades. No, 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 you no, guys no. Are starting a bitch and gripe. No, no, no. I'm not a fair weather fan. I am consistently casual about the Broncos. Like, I love the Broncos. I'm not talking about you. Oh, did, who are you talking about? Logan. Jesse. Yeah, Jesse. That's oh, right. I'm talking Je- to you. Who's Jesse's not, not a fair weather fan. They're, Logan was saying the same thing. They're all, they're all at the, uh, they all came to my show. Like, my show was from three to five. Oh, they came to your show during the Broncos game? There you go. Well, they'd oh, rather hang out with their friend and go see their friend play music. Oh, Plus, no, the game, I, I'm sure the game was on at Rory's the whole time. In the other room, yeah. Yeah. But th- th- they were all talking about, like, yeah, the Broncos, like, they haven't really been showing anything, so it's kind of, like, hard to get into. And it's like, ah, see, you know, you kids don't know what it's like to lose. They're, st- they're still my team. But I yeah. will say the Denver fans are definitely fair weather Fairweather fans. I don't know if it's, I wouldn't call it Fairweather yet. It's just like you guys don't know what it's like yet. You guys don't know what it's no, like. No, 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 no. We've had tons of bad years, but that's the thing is like we had tons of bad years and tons of disappointments, like really bad, embarrassing Super Bowl losses. You know what I mean? And then John Elway won two Super Bowls. And then back to back. Back to back. And then everybody turned on him when they got shitty. Like, and I was like, dude, they're, they're your fucking team, man. It's going to take yeah. time to build a team. And when Peyton Manning joined, everyone's like, oh, su-. even my dad, dude, he's like, Super Bowl. We're going to the Super Bowl. I'm like, dad, he like literally just joined the team. It's going to take time to build. They're going to have some rough seasons. Even Peyton Manning was like, okay, everybody just needs to calm down. Like, it's going to take time to build the team. Da, da, da. Yeah, yeah, no, you're going to win the Super Bowl, Peyton. And then as soon as they had some rough games, People turned on him. And then they went to the Super Bowl and they lost the Super Bowl and everybody was just like, fuck the Broncos. Fuck that team. Gah, gah, gah. You guys also have a very wide stretch of fan, fans like across the country. You know, like uh, like Bears fans are generally around Chicago and all of Illinois and maybe a little bit into some of the states are surrounding it. But like right. surrounding right around there, you have like Tennessee's right there. You have uh, the Lions right there. You have Minnesota above you. There's really nothing west except for, like, the Huskers, which is uh, college, you know? Yeah. But a lot of that gets taken up by Broncos as well. Right. So no, you, it, you guys go across fucking, like, what, from North Dakota down It's a to matter like, of population density, dude. Like, we're not as a densely population er- populated area. So Broncos country is Colorado, Wyoming, New Mexico, Utah, um, a little bit of Nebraska— and then I feel like Nebraska doesn't give a fuck. No, it, Nebraska they is, have their own thing. Going. Yeah, they're like they're, they're fucking Huskers. Woo! <laughs> yeah, they don't give a fuck about professional sports. Did we, we toured in that in that the place where the stadium was, wasn't it? Dude, it, it, there's Cornhusker like the whole state of Nebraska. Every gas station is just loaded with Huskers gear, man. It's crazy. They're they're the most loyal fans to their fucking college team. It's wild. Yeah. But then again, you know, they're into corn. Yeah. And, you know, at the same time, like, I could be loyal to the Bears. You could be loyal to the Broncos. But uh, none of those guys really are, you know. Well, dude, and it's, it's 
for me, the fans it's are about more loyal to the team than I think the team is. To me, it's a matter of civic pride. That's exactly what it is. It's like, hey, the guys that represent the millionaires and tights that represent my city yeah. <laughs> beat the millionaires and tights that represent another city. Yeah, yeah, that's all it is. It's 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 like wrestling. It's just you put the, your own your head's character into that whole team. Right. And and and, and and you put your your character onto another team like, you know I I see the fucking Packers and I'm like, fuck people from Wisconsin, yeah, you know, yeah. for no good reason, dude. And 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 honestly, the Packers are like a cool team. No, they're not. Fuck the Packers. <laughs> How dude, fucking dare the you? The people own the fucking team, man. Yeah, How cool is that? That is pretty cool. Uh, it, but you know uh, who's the coolest looking team? Is the Raiders. It, oh, dude. The Raiders are the, the, by far the coolest looking team. They have the coolest logo. I, I like, but I like I them hate the them Saints. They're the coolest because looking. the guys on my side don't like them. Yeah, see, <laughs> that's it. That's dude. it. It's like I can't even name one Raiders player. I can. I can't. <laughs> he just he just joined the fucking Bears. I can't. I can't. I can probably oh, he's name. Not a anymore, I, guess. I don't even know who the starting quarterback of the Denver Broncos is right now. Hmm. Neither do I. I have no idea. I know I like Von Miller. But that's like, that's like I don't it. recognize him without his glasses. And, and I only like Von Miller because he's a cool guy. He's like super smart, and I've seen interviews with he, him. He might be pretty, he might be loyal to the team. Von Miller? Yeah, yeah, he might be. You know, but like I like uh, I liked Chauncey Billups from the Nuggets because he picked number seven for his number because he was a Broncos fan because he like grew up in Denver and I think I think he went to East High School or Manual High School or something like that and is a huge John Elway fan hmm. and to me that's like like I love being from Denver you know what I mean so the Broncos are kind of an extension of that. Even though it's just a big fucking silly corporation and a bunch of millionaires and tights, it's still fun to playing watch. Playing a stupid game, it's my city against other cities. Yeah. It's like fucking gladiators. You know what I mean? No, I, you know I was thinking about that when we were, I was watching the football last night. It's like somebody, somebody, maybe it was you talking about how football is nothing but gladiators. That's bullshit. No, and I didn't say that. M- MMA is that right there? Oh yeah, MMA for sure. Yeah, the fo- fo- football is like. You could put your own spin and be like, it's tough out there. And it is tough, but it's like, nobody's punching each other. Nobody's Dude, I, now that's one thing I can't other, get you know? into is MMA. I can't get into MMA. Like anytime, like I've been, because I've worked at a lot of bars with TVs in them. And there's people that are like glued they get to the fight. Jacked up watching other They are fight. glued to the fight. And I'm like, do you want to? Want to watch a bunch of dudes with daddy issues fucking in their underwear, rolling around on the ground, pummeling each other, black and blue and bloody. Watch out, bro. You're next. It, dude, it's... <laughs> I I can't get into MMA. I just think it's so fucking brutal. And I used like, to rent old... It wasn't called MMA. It was called uh, UFC. Yeah, UFC, UFC. Ultimate Fighting Championship. Yeah, I used to rent those from Blockbuster. Like, you get the tapes that has, like, Ken Shamrock on it or something, you know? Dude, totally. Or, like, Dan... Uh, what was the guy's fucking name? Uh, I don't remember a whole lot of them. Oh, God. What was the guy's fucking name? As a but, matter of fact, I probably wasn't old enough... Like, if today, if I was going to go into a video store, I don't know if they have dude, video the stores early, anymore. Dude, the early UFCs were all dudes in their underwear with big bushy mustaches, like, beating the crap out of each other. I saw, I saw, I think it was Ken Shamrock and this other dude, they were fighting, and Ken Shamrock was, like, in, in, in like, arm bar, you know, the arm locker thing, and he's fucking punching the guy <laughs> in the nuts, but they're wearing cups. And he just punches and punches and punches until, apparently, you see the thing kind of collapse, <laughs> gets a couple more punches, and the guy gives up. Dude, they, they, the only rules back then was no biting, no eye gouging. I dude, think. you see these guys with like cauliflower ears and they get like permanent brain damage from punching. And it's just like, dude, that is some like if the apocalypse happens, MMA fighters are going to be the guys that like kill you, steal your wife, like 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 enslave your kids not necessarily fucking but they could. eat your charred carcass and just like no you know dude, actually they're, they're gonna be the marauders of the apocalypse man. if they survive past the amount of ammunition that is already existing then maybe dude but not before that it's so fucking just scary and there's brutal. a lot more people, just a lot more people who have better aim than those guys watching them to beef up you don't feel like MMA is the most homoerotic thing in the world. Like to me, it's a bunch of guys who are like afraid of their gayness. And so they, <laughs> like, like so. they're like, all they really want to do is find a nice man who's going to hold them 
and and treat them right <laughs> and hold rough. and fucking buy a nice house in the country with them somewhere and and adopt a couple kids and a couple cats and have a sweet life but like they're like injun- their psychological injunctions that were beaten into them by their dad or their <laughs> uncle or their grandpa or whatever like won't allow them to do that so instead they go wrestle around on the ground I don't and they think just so. pummel each other dude no. it is so violent it's so violent no. and scary and I mean like, it is violent and they're but... psychotic they, you see them in the interviews and they get like nose to nose and they're just that's, breathing on each other and that's it's like for the dude, press. just kiss that's just the, kiss that's just for the press just just smooch a little bit <laughs> just smooch. a little bit just smooch I, a little bit I, express your true feelings that's I think a lot of those guys like it goes back to any kind of form of fight like boxing was big for a long time you know and it was all about like some some guys can hit really hard but a lot of guys it was kind of skill like you know you had you had a like technical boxing exactly and now, now there's like very technical fighters in MMA you know like it's it's very very planned out on like just a lifetime of training of what anything could anything could happen to you in that thing in that ring or I'd octagon fe- I- whatever the fuck they call it but it's just like physical game of chess sometimes okay with, with also power, i will you know? i will give you that as far as, okay i feel like don king and mike tyson no yeah illegitimized <laughs> boxing as a sport <laughs> like boxing boxing used to be about and to a lesser that's, extent that's, that's to a true. lesser extent muhammad ali because muhammad ali was a technically just like really fantastic boxer and he was really really good but he was also just this massive shit talker and would like Play the psychological game. More That's than one of my favorite things about him, and and, and, so uh, cool. and McGregor too. He, the the Who? UFC, the little Irish UFC fighter dude. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. That it, in the same boat. They and and it could be argued that like the psychological game is like a huge part of the sport. But to me, it like kind of takes away from like the like we are going to have a match of fisticuffs and the most technically proficient athlete right. will win the match. You know, like no, that, that's that's them putting their their funk on it. You know what I mean? It, it's it's just kind of become like like fighting as a sport has become sports in general have become like a lot more of a reality series than they used to be. You know, like you look at basketball players and like you watch ESPN. If you watched ESPN lately, it's like 90% of the coverage on ESPN is the commentators talking about what the athletes are wearing and like showing tweets that they say about stuff. Like they're gossipy little fucking schoolboy tweets that they send back and forth to each other. You just started working in a bar that shows ESPN, haven't you? Dude, when I worked at Three Kings, we didn't have a TV for the longest time. I did, ESPN is so silly, dude. So silly. It's I watched ESPN for three thing. years. Dude, it's lifetime for sports, dude. No, it's Fox News or CNN for sports. Oh, it's totally. Th- it's just 24-hour news cycle of repeated sh- shit and a lot of commentary. Yeah. I, I saw them spend 15 minutes talking about a pair of shorts that LeBron James was wearing. They're like, how much do you think LeBron's shorts cost? I think we just spent a half an hour talking about football in general. We just spent a half an hour talking about people talking about... (sighs) What are we doing? I, I love that, like... Like that was that was a first for us. Like trying to talk about sports at the beginning of the show, <laughs> like trying to have, a, and and I just realized like how much of like even like the sports expert guys, like the sports radio guys, are just half-assing it and making it up. Like I know nothing about sports, and I I think that yeah, we but you just, know a lot about having your own opinion. Oh yeah, dude, and that's all you need. That's all. You that's need. all you need to be on radio at all is to just and and the truth is is like off mic. Like when we do this, I kind of argue for the sake of arguing, but when with like outside of this in real life, it's like, if I start to have a hard opinion about something, I'll be like, yeah, but what the fuck I do I know? You know what I mean? Like I don't, <laughs> and you are right. And, and I don't know anything. And I go, that's the only thing you're right about in that conversation. Yeah. Is that I don't know anything, you know? And I really don't. No one does. No one really knows anything. No. And, and, but you put a microphone in someone's hand, and all of a sudden, they got some hard opinions about some shit. Any given Sunday, kid. And and we're still talking about sports, I, dude. When uh, when when Fatty from White Fudge and I were working together uh, remodeling my parents' house, like when I tried to be a tradesman for a minute, and then I realized that I fucking suck at everything, and I feel really bad for all the stuff I did to my parents' house. <laughs> 
Um, you, you, he, you did good. Like, I would listen to music and, like, books and educational podcasts and stuff like that. And Fatty would listen to nothing with sports, sports radio. Sports radio. All, didn't she, did you ever work with Fatty? I still do. Uh, from time to time. Oh, right. Over at the Oriental, right? Well, no. Uh, various jobs. Various jobs. Other things that you do. Again, he'll listen to he, sports. He, he does have like a radio set. I, I use my phone all day. In my pocket. And I'm like, I'm like, what are you fucking listening to? You just want to listen to these guys talk about the the, the football man Not all day really, long? Really? But I mean, who gives a shit? Really, is what it comes down to. <laughs> like, I don't really care to listen to anybody, but fuck, something's got to be on. You don't even listen to our podcast. I don't listen to our. Podcast. <laughs> You're like, why would I want to listen to myself talk with Aaron? I already had to sit through it once. Why would I want to listen to it a second time? It's a little different because I had the damn conversation. Everybody else I'm listening to it with, with new ideas, you know? I don't need to watch it, Dottie. I lived it. <laughs> <laughs> oh. All right, let's get into some news. Top story. We mentioned him earlier in the podcast. Our good buddy, our driver slash slash best Belgian, but he's definitely our best friend in Europe. And not the tour manager. And not the tour manager, John. The blunt Belgian himself, Jan Lipkins from from Limburg, Belgium, is officially going to be coming out to Denver for his first Linden? ever visit oh, to Colorado. Okay. He's going to be here at the end of February through my birthday. He's, he's like, he was originally planning on going home like the 14th of March. And then I told him my birthday was on the 16th. And he's like, well, I guess I'm going home on the 17th. And I'm like, oh, great. You'll miss St. Patrick's Day, the biggest amateur holiday in the United States. And he's like, we'll have our own St. Patrick's Day the week before. How about that? Like, doesn't work that way, Jan, but I mean, is he going to be around for St. Patty's Day then? He's going to have so much fun. It was a door. Is he going to be here for St. Patty's Day? No, he's leaving on St. (sighs) Patty's Day. Because that would blow his mind. What, watching Americans fucking drink green beer and pee themselves and throw up in the streets? I would prefer him to be in Chicago for it, but yeah. Oh, dude. Going to Chicago for St. Patrick's Day, that would be such a... And go see the beer nuts. Uh, yeah, that would be super fun. That would be really fun to take. But he's like, he's like, so are there any other cool cities close by to Denver? Like, can we go to Scumlahoma? Like, like he doesn't... Oklahoma City. He, yeah. He called it Scumlahoma, though, because his reference is fucking yeah. our friends from the Scumlahoma chapter. And, hey, it's and, got Roy Rogers. What yeah. the hell is a Roy Rogers? <laughs> we took him for his first burrito. Remember? <laughs> oh, okay. So to give you a little background <laughs> on Jan. So we were the, the first time we went to Europe. I forget. I got, uh, I got a picture of his eyes. We, first we, were in, we were in Budapest, Hungary. And we're walking around the city. And by the way, if you haven't watched the uh, Anthony Bourdain um, uh, Parts Unknown on Budapest, I really wish we had watched it before we went to Budapest because it's incredible, dude. Like, like I learned so much more about the city that I wish I had known before we went there. It's just it's a remarkable city. I mean, and it was it was remarkable when, when we were there. But we uh, were walking around on the Buddha side of Budapest and we're checking out the old buildings and the city center and all these things. And we happened to find a burrito place. It was called Gringo Burrito. It was called Gringo Burrito. And it was right in the smack dab in the middle. Like it just happened to be where we ended up parking. No, it was because we, we drove into a dead end that we had a parking spot at and it was the, right there at the end of the dead end. Total happened was Gringo Burrito in Budapest, Hungary. And who fucking owns it? But a dude from Colorado Springs, a, a firefighter from Colorado. Springs. Yeah. A fi- he's like, he, he hears us talking to each other. He goes, Hey, are you guys Americans? We're like, oh, we yeah. understand you. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa, where are you from? He's like, Colorado Springs. No fucking way. And we took Jan in to eat his first burrito. We're like, dude, you're going you're gonna to have your first burrito. It's going to be great. And he sits down with a fork and a knife, and he <laughs> ate from the center of the burrito. It was the most adorable thing in the world. You know, we're like, oh, burrito's look laying at flat. It. We all pick it up, and he's just... <laughs> 
Digs with the, yeah, he's sort of digging in the middle of into it. Into the middle of it. We were like, and and there's a picture somewhere. It's it's on our Instagram somewhere from that tour. It, you got it on your phone. I've got it on my phone for sure. But it's Jan with his big, long, ridiculous mustache, dripping with green chili, kind of just like staring into the abyss while tasting his first ever bite of burrito. It was great. His eyes are so big. So he's he's coming out to visit, and we're gonna take him to do all sorts of stuff. I was. Trying trying to get him to come out for the summer so I could take him to a show at Red Rocks or something but but we're going to we're going to show him some of the 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 majesty and beauty of Colorado in the winter time. So, he's going to stay with my dad. It's it's going to be fucking great, dude. I can't wait. So, we will definitely be planning some shows around the state of Colorado end of February beginning of March. Um I can't remember. They get snow up there, don't they? In Belgium? In Belgium? Yeah, they get yeah, snow in I'm Belgium. It was, it's been cold every time we've gone to Belgium. It's been like all cold and cloudy and stuff. Mm. And Jan lives out like in the countryside. Where all the square buildings are. Dude, I was told by some Belgians that came into the restaurant recently. Like I told them, I was like, yeah, I've got some friends from Limburg. They're like, oh, ha, they make fun of us in this way. And we make fun of them and, and this way. And like the feuding Belgians. Well, like he was like the joke we have about people from Limburg is that they're kind of the hillbillies of Belgium. <laughs> Like, Isn't that what Jan told us? Too? Yeah, totally, dude. It's a, anyway, so we're really excited that our buddy Jan is going to come out and spend some time with us this winter. We're definitely going to be planning some shows around the state around that time. Uh, we might as well offset our entertainment expenses and, and show him the beauty and majesty of Colorado. So maybe a show in Summit County. Maybe. Maybe Grand Junction. If, if anybody's listening, you should uh, make some suggestions for us. Yeah, we uh, we are going to definitely be planning. Uh, he's going to be out here for a couple weeks, so we're definitely going to be planning um, a few shows in the state of Colorado for that time. Uh Coming up immediately, though, uh, we've just announced this. Um, it's not on our website, but we did put the, the picture up today that we're recording it. Um, actually, by the time this drops, it'll definitely be on our website. Uh, we're playing Gary Lee Days at Gary Lee's Motor Club and Grub on South Broadway. That is uh, this, Saturday. this Saturday, September 15th. Um, we will be performing with a bunch of great bands, uh, mm -hmm. Crimson Crows, Sixes and Seven, or First Night, the 14th, is going to be Sixes and Sevens, Crimson Crows, a bunch of other great bands, um, Billy the Poets doing one of the nights, uh, Black Eyed Saints with, uh, Natalie from Straight Outta Luck. Cool. Um, they're going to be playing a lot of really great local bands. We're going to be headlining the Saturday night show. And, uh, really the whole purpose of the thing is to honor the, uh, the late Gary Lee Bomar, who is a legend in, in Denver, Colorado. I, I mentioned him, uh, in the last episode, uh, the first illegal drink I ever had in a bar was at the old Skylark served by Gary Lee Bomar. So like that dude had some, some, some deep roots in South Broadway and he had some deep something else in South Broadway as well. Whoa. Yeah. He deeply penetrated that entire boulevard. We'll just leave it at that for years for like, like Gary Lee's wang Spanned a couple decades. Wow. I'm pretty positive. Uh, so yeah, nine fifteen. Uh, we're going to be playing at eleven o'clock at Gary Lee's Motor Club and Grub for Gary Lee Days. That's going to be our tour kickoff um, for our Northwest tour with the Blind Staggers. Yeah, uh, buddy. September eighteenth, we'll be in Boise, Idaho, at Tom Graney's with Johnny Vegas and the Phoebes and Groggy Bikini. Uh, that is a free show. Uh, so come on out for that. We're excited to see our buddy Levi from 1332 Records. We're going to go take naps at his place and swim in his pool, and, and it's going to be great. Uh, we're excited to see all our buddies, Andy Senarusa and the gang. It's, it's Oh, Andy actually said he's probably going to come check out uh, the uh, Portland and Seattle show. Oh, cool. Like he's going to come hang out. I have a buddy who's going to come to our store. Uh, Portland show. Oh, cool. He, he, yeah, Pork Chop Slim. Uh, he used to live a couple doors down from Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. He lives out there now. He, He's uh, a harmonica player, right? That's right. Yeah. He's like, hey, put me on for uh, Ed Plus One, and I'm going to bring some harps just in case you guys need some space filling. Yes, like, we do. I, yeah, Laura already hit him up. I was like, yeah, absolutely. You got it. Dude, my, uh, my favorite part about going on tour is just seeing buddies. And it's usually like a maximum of five friends per city that we go to. And it's like, 
they're not the most densely populated shows in the world. Like there's usually just a handful of people, but for the most part, it's all friends that we've been seeing for years and years and years. Shows blur to me. The, uh, the hangout time afterwards, what sticks out. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Totally. Totally. Um, That's why when you say you remember this show, it's like, you got anything more specific than that? Do you remember when we went over to so-and-so's house and did this and this and this? That oh, I do. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Don't remember yeah. the show for shit, though. Yeah. Um, shows are just a way to facilitate our friend habit is really what like it comes down to. I blacked out when I'm doing it. Not, like, drunk or anything like that, but it's just, like, the show happens and a lot of it's just... Oh, and when you're in that flow state, like, yeah, playing a show? It's kind of my... my yeah, my world with my buddies, I guess. I get that. The like show, the show brown. It's, it's got to be. It's different for you because you're you're like entertaining an audience, so you're like very much. I've got to be with, pretty conscious. You're, you're pretty conscious with time. them, you know. I'm pretty conscious when it comes to you not stepping on my pedals or something. You know what I mean? <laughs> you're just trying to make sure your gear works and you play the parts right. And I'm and I'm more actually I'm, in that order too. <laughs> that your gear works and you play the and that you're on time. I'm definitely on time. Yeah. Uh, so, okay. Uh, September 19th, we're going to be at Dante's in Portland. Again, seeing some great buddies out there. Um, uh, we're going to see our buddies from My New Vice. Dude, uh, my therapist is going to be there. Really? Dr. Bev is coming to the show because she's based out of Portland. Have I met this Dr. Bev? No, no, no. It, our whole relationship has been over Skype, but she's like she's like the lady who helped me quit drinking. Like she's huh. dude, she's badass. She's a she's old enough to be my grandma and she is a cool cool ass lady. Oh, and cool. she and her assistant got tickets she, to the show. Do you think she's going to charge you to hang out at the show? No, but she'll probably charge me for a session on on that trip possibly. We might go have lunch. It's uh, we've never met in person. We've never physically been in the same room. It's going to be cool. You can't, but you can't as a therapist, you can't like hang out with your Sure you can. You can? Yeah. Yeah, man. There's nothing there's nothing against that. You can't sleep with your clients. Uh that's uh uh considered a breach of ethics. But okay. I don't I don't think like having lunch with a client is a breach of ethics. Yeah, but if you guys were to become good friends, well, we are good friends. So we are good friends, and she's she's kind of a mentor to me. You know, like like when when I started like wanting to become a coach and stuff like that, she mentored me and directed me into a bunch of the materials that that I've come into over the years. She's guided a lot of my development in various areas, man. She's a cool. Can't lady. wait to meet her. Yeah, she's, she's a cool lady. Uh, let's see. Um, so yeah, that's going to be at Dante's on September 19th in Portland, Oregon with my new vice and the blind staggers, of course, uh, next night on the 20th, we're going to be in Bremerton, Washington at the high fidelity lounge with stuffy doll. Um, that's a surrender the crown productions event. It's going to be super fun. Uh, should we ride the ferry again? Oh, that we should ride tight. the ferry out, but then we're going to have to like drive back because the ferry stops running at like 11 o'clock. That was pretty cool. And it'll be a lot warmer this time, too. I th it was close to the same time of year because mm, I just posted cold. a picture today that was two years ago. The last time we were in the Northwest. Actually, I got a picture recently about that, too. Last time I was there, I saw Joe. I met Joe Walsh. At the that was store. when you met Joe Walsh. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We took the ferry that, that trip. Yeah. Uh, and we're going to talk about the Joe Walsh thing here uh, towards the end of the towards the end of the show. Um, okay, so then the 21st of September, we're in Everett, Washington, at Tony V's Garage uh, with our buddies from Moto Geist. If you've ever heard us do the song "All My Heroes Are in Hell," that's actually a cover, and it's by a band called All Bets on Death from Seattle, Washington. I wonder which band's going to do it. Dude, all three of them should get on stage and do it together. I'm saying it's it's on our list to do for the tour. It's on the Staggers list. Well, I was thinking, <laughs> I was thinking the Staggers and Ruckus should close with it every night together. Oh, yeah. I think that that should be that should be like the big cherry on the top of the show. But I think in the at the Everett show, we should talk to Mikey, and um, we should we should do it 
with those guys too. That would be fucking awesome. Oh, uh, by the way, Mikey Highlife from Moto Geist, next episode, I'm going to play some of his ukulele stuff. He's started writing like ukulele music and it's fucking incredible, dude. I want to hear it. Like it's really, really good. We're going to do some of that next week. Um, you yeah, do that this week. Say what? Well, yeah. it's your pick this week. Oh. Uh, so, uh, and then that show is also Black Pussy's final show. At Tony V's. I wonder what prompted them to do that show as their last show. Like, I haven't heard anything about it. Like, I wonder if they're going... They're probably going, we got to change this name. Let's just do a last show and we'll change our name. What if they're going to kill all of us? Like, what if they're just going to go out on stage and just with, like, bombs strapped Fuck, to their I chest and, and blow well, we'll us all up? We'll get a chance to ask them when we go fucking play that show. Yeah, when we go play this show with them. Uh, can't wait to play with Black Pussy, their final show at Tony Lee's Garage on the 21st of September. Next night, Saturday, September 22nd, we're playing the uh, Splatterhouse Ruckus. Uh, festival at Slim's Last Chance. Yeah. Great green chili. Uh, actually, good green chili. Good green chili. Great American chili. Yeah. I think they call it Texas chili or something. Great venue. Great, Great venue. Yeah, I think we're going to play on the outdoor stage. Hey, man, you remember that time we had that RV that was uh, part of Steve-O's rig, and we pulled up behind that thing, and you got on top of the thing, and I did the big jump down to the stage outdoors, man. That was oh, hell bad. yeah, man. I was up on top of the RV waving the flag around. That was back when I had a mullet, too. But I had that was my favorite haircut you've had, dude. The funniest thing about it is I didn't cut my hair into a mullet. My hair is just thinning, so the hair on the back grew longer than the hair on top because I'm going fucking bald. It was so cool looking. Yeah, the skullet was fun. Maybe it'll make a comeback one day. It, one day, one day when I have kids and I really want to embarrass the shit out of them. I'll, I'll grow the skullet back. You, when I want to embarrass my kids, I'll just grow my hair the way it naturally wants to grow. <laughs> I'll just stop cutting I'll my just hair. be myself, and it'll freak them out. <laughs> and once, say, this once, is going to be you one day. Once people are done having sex with me, I'll just like let everything go. I'll grow a big, long beard. You like, have not let everything go? <laughs> No, dude. Oh, boy. This is me making an effort. Oh, shit. Like, I, I like, comb my beard and stuff and, like, pull food <laughs> out of it when it gets stuck. And, oh, that's a good idea, anyway. And wash my asshole and stuff, yeah, you know, every other day. Uh, final show of the tour is going to be September 23rd in Bellingham, Washington uh, at Bosco's. You know what I found out? Um, What'd you find out? Most Generator is oh, playing... Yeah. Across town in Bellingham the same night. The friend of mine who, uh, Allie, who booked, who, you know, hooked me up with Bosco's to book the show, originally she was trying to get me at the shakedown. And the shakedown was like, nope, sorry, we got a show that night, but didn't tell us who it was. And I'm like, oh, can you recommend anyone else? They're like, yeah, Bosco's down the street. They'd, they'd be perfect for you. They just announced what the show is, and it's Most Generator, who we are also, also playing, playing with, with October 9th. October 6th. Is it the 6th or is it the 9th? I fucking hope it's the 9th. October 9th? <laughs> if it's the 6th, then uh, we're in big trouble there, pal. No, it's totally the 9th. It's the 9th, like it's a Tuesday, isn't it? No, it's totally the 9th. Okay. okay. I just booked that ticket. Which we're playing with October 9th. I'm, October Street's... 6th, I'm playing uh, Skibbs's uh, birthday oh, fucking shirt. Birthday party. And, and, Skibbs Chicago, called man. me and he was like, it's by gonna... the way, Tony said in the last episode that he was playing my wedding. He's not playing my wedding. He's playing my birthday. Oh, that's right. Yeah. yeah. Sorry, John. Um, yeah, so it's, it's pretty funny cause we also tried to get most generator on our Bremerton show. We tried to get him on the show. Um, cause one of the guys used to be married to Mandy from hell's bells. So she's like, Hey, you should play with my ex-husband's band, most generator. They're really great. They're really cool. Da, 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 da. They weren't available that night. Um, and then it turns out they're playing down the street from us the same night as our Bellingham show. And then we're playing with them on October 9th here in Denver. So the fact that there have been three coincidences with most generator, you know, it, something tells me we're going to end up having some sort of cosmic connection with those guys or they're going to beat us up for something. I'm not sure which one it's going to be. But um, but somehow we are cosmically entangled with most generator, I and I'm just, curious to see how. I just think they booked the tour at the same time we did. And we just know the same people. It's purely no, no. It's not even the same people. It's just this would be a good time to go on tour. Something came up, and they're just, they're doing the same. Well, thing. they're from Washington. That's fine. Like we're going we're going to their stamping grounds. They're coming over here. 
Right, but I'm saying there's like some sort of quantum entanglement. The fact that that band has now come up in three different contexts with our band, like through totally random connections. Oh, well, if it makes you feel better. <laughs> It's like astrology. Like, there's no science to support astrology because it was, like, disproven, like, immediately after we found out the Earth wasn't the center of the universe. Space is fake. <laughs> like, they're like, astrology's made up, and people still went, ah, I still like it. <laughs> I, I said, you don't have to, like, agree with me. Or you just anything. put it in the back of the paper, man. Yeah, I, just, yeah. I enjoy it, you know. It's so funny. There was actually like a bunch of scientists. I was I was watching this show that was talking about how a bunch of scientists like lobbied for uh, horoscope uh, writers to have to put at the front of their horoscopes that this is for entertainment purposes only. Nice. Like this is not based in any scientific fact whatsoever. Anyway. Oh, shit. Uh, what? Is it time to go? Yeah. What time is it? 6.22. It's 6.22? Yep. Oh, man, we fucked up. Well, that about wraps it up. All right, so, hey, uh, we're not going to get into commentary this week, um, but to close the show, um, since we're getting ready to go to Seattle, last time we were in Seattle, you met Joe fucking Walsh. Yeah, I was there buying strings. He was there, like, giving guitars for this like lackey to hold on to and they're all like six thousand dollar guitars and right give him like he like must have handed him like four or five of them and you totally did the starstruck byron thing to him you're like oh man that, my bandmates aren't gonna believe this man you're it, fucking joe exactly Walsh, what it was I, I bumped into him and i was like oh excuse me and then like i walked by and uh and I, and I looked back and i was like holy shit i think that's joe walsh and I, the store employee was sitting next to me i was like that's joe walsh yeah man he's picking up guitars for the show tonight I was like, fucking cool. And I was I was going to totally leave him alone, but I figured you guys wouldn't believe me, so I did exactly the fucking Byron thing, and I went up and said, man, man, I'm a big fan of your music, man. I just, I just need to get a picture with you. My band's playing in town, too, but uh, my, my buddies ain't going to believe this. So I got that fucking terrible Maybe we picture. can do a show together sometime. <laughs> Maybe we can do a show together. <laughs> I don't know. And then he was like, I'm not Joe Walsh. I'm Bruce Valanche. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, he just said, "Yeah, you know, he said thank you very much, and, uh, and good took, luck with and, the career and, slugger." And, and took and took a picture and said, hey, he "said good luck with the show tonight." Yeah, cool. It was, it was like cool, man. And that was it. That was the end of it. Class act, that Joe Walsh, the singer, not the radio guy. <laughs> uh, All right. Well, let's uh, let's so play we're one gonna close song. it out. Uh, sorry, we didn't get to a commentary this week, guys. We're just. Um, we're just very, uh, very excited about all the bullshit that we like to talk about because this is when Tony and I really get together and hang every week. So uh, we're going to close with what song by Joe Walsh? What do you want to close with? I want to I want to close with something from uh, from the uh, from the James Gang. I can't think of what that first song is called. Well, anyway, this is a song by the James Gang. Uh, wanted to give a shout out to the people who make this show possible. Gene Skibbins, aka John Skibicki, producer of the show, and uh, our uh, and our co-producer, assistant producer. I don't know what you would call it, production assistant dude, Adam Zelinsky. Uh, thanks for helping out. Um, of course, uh, the fine folks at Evergroove Studio, Matula Plumbing, uh, Mutiny Information Cafe, uh, Rocket Space Rehearsal Studios, and uh, whom? Oh, and the Thirty Nine Brave Souls who back us on Patreon.com. MF Ruckus. Uh, Matula! We did Matula. All right. I think we got everybody. Hey, sorry we got to cut the episode short, yeah. guys, but we lost track of time and we got to get to Walk away practice. by the James Gang. So uh, we're going to walk away with the James Gang. We love you. Thanks for listening. Thanks for telling a friend. Uh, I'm Aaron. I'm Tony. And this is the motherfucking podcast. We'll talk to you guys next week.
you're listening to a Mutiny Transmission. You can find more podcasts, videos, books, comics, and records online at mutinyinfocafe.com. Or just stop in the store in Denver and have a coffee sometime. So this one, um, we wrote this in the back of a Grand Marquee on our way to Seattle. So this is this is this is going to be on the new album. This is a not even close to complete rough mix of the new hit. You may have heard us play this live a few times. In three, two, one, go. Most of it's there, I guess. Oh, we're missing some stuff already. What are we missing still? Parker. Parker's guitar isn't on here? There's, there's some stuff that he's... Oh, no, it's there. Yeah, this song's all about the coolest strip club in, in Portland, Oregon. Like I need a only- shitty steak and my potato baked. Let's see some titties shake. It's been a crazy week. I need to wet my beak. Just get me to the Greek. Nice. <laughs> you can- taking off their clothes. We're eating rubber toast. It's tasting, tasting really gross. <laughs> yeah. Steak's not bad, though. Necropolis now. The steak is pretty good. No, the steak is pretty good. With a little surf and turf. Oh, I thought you were saying a little skirt and turf. No, a little certain surf and turf. I see. Yeah. Remember that time we were at the uh, the egg crop and we're sitting there eating our steaks and drinking beer, and the the two girls are dancing at the stage. It's not that far away, and. Uh, then all of a sudden, the one girl got mad because nobody was sitting in front of the stage, and she was like, "She's like, hey, motherfuckers, tip the goddamn dancers. You don't get to look at our pussies for free." And we were like, "Oh shit!" And just like went over and like threw some twenties down. Don't yell at me anymore, naked lady. We're back to eating steak. This is the solo section. There's gonna be a ripping guitar. Did you do the guitar solo in this? Yep. We'll see if it's a good take. Well, you recorded it. It's out of your brain forever now. Parker's missing some stuff here too. I think. Also, some of the 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 vocal chant stuff is gone. We didn't have the gang vocals do anything on here, did we? Say what? We didn't have the gang vocals on this, did we? Uh, they've already been recorded. Okay. We did those a different time. Oh, this is an older copy. But it was the same type of situation where basically we just had to stand in the room and Brad Loop recorded. So we had to say Acropolis now like 16 times so he could layer it. Yeah, there's a solo at the end of this that's missing too. Well, I guess you're not missing it. Yeah, that's a fun song. That's a fun song. Yeah, I was surprised the first time we went to Portland. I was and, surprised. And I found out how uh, how well-known they are for their strip clubs. Like, Portland Portland has more strip clubs than anywhere else in the country. I had no idea before I went there. Yeah, I, I think it's, like, the most strip clubs per capita in the U.S. Yeah, it's crazy. Like, every bar has a pole in it. Yeah, that's, that's definitely true. Or at least every one that we went to, I guess. Yeah. It seemed like it was everyone, because we went to some random ones. <laughs> it seemed like everyone we went to. Well, it's like our buddies are just taking us out to like, the cool bars. Or right. Like, oh, yeah, my, my buddy's working over here. And it's not really a strip. It looks like a bar. And then you'll see the pole in the corner on, like, the like a stage that's not even big enough for, like, an open mic host to get up there and do an acoustic thing, you know? It's more like open mic stripping. <laughs> I guess it could be. Oh, mm. yeah. So yeah, that's a that's that's a fun one. We got we got a little work done on that one this weekend. Oh yeah, yeah, there's yeah. More to it. Man, wait, wait, wait till you hear the other stuff that's on there too, man. You're gonna love it. 